Welcome to Creative Biolabs. 100% of the effort, 100% of the service. As a dynamic contract research organization, we are based in New York and serve the whole world. Our seasoned scientists are skilled in antibody discovery, antibody engineering, and biomanufacturing solutions. Hello, everyone. We finally arrived at 2021. We are glad to be back. Today, I'm happy to introduce Justin to you. Justin is a specialist in oncolytic viruses. Thanks for having me, and hello to every listener out there. Before we dive into details, we are all curious about what oncolytic viruses are. Are these a new type of viruses? I think we have heard enough of viruses since last year. So, would you briefly give an introduction on these oncolytic viruses? Sure. Oncolytic viruses are a kind of viruses that are derived from naturally occurring viruses, and can specifically replicate in tumor cells to kill them. Despite the name, it's actually a new approach in cancer treatment. Oncolytic virotherapy was inspired by clinical observations of tumor remissions, after natural virus infections. Here is how they work. They exploit key hallmarks of cancer for replication in malignant cells, then they cause tumor cell lysis, modulate the tumor microenvironment. They produce this sort of in-situ vaccination effects. I remember seeing a report recently that a person's cancer went into remission, and it was induced by the coronavirus. Do you think somehow it's using the similar mechanism? And why exactly oncolytic virotherapy can apply to cancer therapy? Yes. And it reminds us that SARS coronavirus 2 could potentially be a kind of oncolytic virus. Viruses with oncolytic properties show tumor selective infection, replication, and spread. We know that these are supported by cancer cells' inherent characteristics, we call them the hallmarks of cancer. So cancer cells show many properties conducive to viral replication, including sustained proliferation, resistance to apoptosis, and immune evasion. Malignant transformation can include upregulation of viral entry receptors, like CD46, and proliferative signaling pathways usurped by viruses, such as WNT or beta-catenin, or EGFR, and downregulation of anti-proliferative and antiviral signaling, especially interferon. We all know that a tumor comprises not only individual malignant cells. In a complex microenvironment, there are stroma, vasculature, and leukocytes, typically characterized by immunosuppression. Oncolytic virotherapy can act to reshape the local milieu. An acute viral infection can be a potent stimulus for the immune system. Local inflammation, innate immune activation, and danger signals, like damps and pamps, arise during viral replication which can change the immune contexture, thereby, we always use the term, turning cold tumors hot. During oncolysis, tumor-associated antigens are released. These antigens will provide adjuvants for induction of adaptive anti-tumor immune responses. So on a systemic level, oncolytic virotherapy can act as an in-situ tumor vaccine, and we all know what a vaccine can do, to induce therapeutic and protective anti-tumor immunity. That sounds very promising. But at the same time, I can't help but wondering, how can it become a reality? Because we are not really at the point, where we can use it to treat cancer patient, right? What's the key point of oncolytic virotherapy for tumor treatment? That's a good question. Now before it becomes a reality, we do have to face a lot of challenges. The main challenge of the oncolytic virotherapy is how to improve the efficacy of it. Currently, 
the characteristic role of an oncolytic virus is as a simple lysis drug of a tumor, or combination with other traditional drugs, or as a vector to carry tumor-suppressing genes. I knew that you have been working on the oncolytic vector for many years. So can you give us a very brief introduction on oncolytic vector platforms? Right. It's amazing that I'm still working on this, but I'm glad to be able to help here. When we say oncolytic vector platforms, these platforms are actually developed by a diverse set of viruses. The first set is the mixture of small and large viruses, small and large bin size wise, which are about 25 nanometers and 5 kilobits for small viruses and 300 nanometers and 200 kilobits for large viruses. The first set is the mixture of small and large viruses, small and large bin size wise, which are about 25 nanometers and 5 kilobits for small viruses and 300 nanometers and 200 kilobits for large viruses. The fourth set is human and animal viruses. And last but not least, the fifth set is pathogenic and libattenuated viruses. These viruses have all been tested in preclinical studies, and many even advanced to clinical trials. Now we know about the oncolytic vector platforms, but how can we use them to improve the efficacy of oncolytic virotherapy? If we want to do something to control the oncolytic virus, we should start from the vector. Basically, we aim at these four aspects of the vector design, tumor targeting, spread, tracers, and therapeutic genes. Tumor targeting is to increase specificity. This can be achieved on the entry level by modifying receptor tropism, or incorporating matrix metalloproteinase cleavage sites into viral surface proteins. Or if on the post-entry level, tumor targeting can be achieved by placing viral genes, under transcriptional control of a tumor-specific promoter, inserting target sites, for microRNAs with differential expression in healthy and malignant cells, or deleting virulence genes such as thymidine kinase. Now move on to the viral spread. Some ways to enhance viral spread within the tumor, include encoding factors to degrade the extracellular matrix, or adding fusogenic proteins into the virus genome. Encoding tracers, such as secreted marker proteins, or imaging reporters, allow for monitoring of viral spread and pharmacokinetics. As oncolytic viruses amplify specifically in tumors, they can be appealing vehicles to deliver therapeutic genes for enhanced therapeutic efficacy, for instance, prodrug convertases, toxins, the sodium iodide symporter for radiotherapy, and especially immunomodulators. Immunomodulators can target different phases of the cancer immunity cycle, which have been incorporated into oncolytic vectors, including cytokines, chemokines, tumor antigens, immune checkpoint antibodies, and bispecific T-cell engagers. You just mentioned immunotherapy. I have heard a lot about it. Seems to be very popular in cancer therapy in recent years. I know that many traditional cancer therapy has been combined with immunotherapy to treat cancer. Is this combination another effective treatment? Yes. Immunotherapy combined with traditional pharmaceuticals is another promising treatment approach to heighten the efficacy of oncolytic virotherapy and cancer therapy. Especially combination with immune pharmaceutical, which was studied by many researchers around the world recently. And with so many opportunities offered by the range of vector platforms, correspondingly, scientists, here I mean those doing basic science and clinical scientists, start to ask a lot of questions. Like how we make sure the safety of the virotherapy, although it is optimized and more effective. And clinically, what is the optimal route of delivery, intratumoral, intravenous, or intracovital? 
All these require precise analyses of viral pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. Due to their pleiotropic modes of action, both unmodified and modified oncolytic viruses, are attractive combination partners for different cancer treatment modalities, especially immunotherapy. Right. I'm sure there are many inevitable questions to be asked at this stage, when virotherapy has been so developed, and more people start to learn about it. So what do you think the next steps would be for virotherapy? Moving on to next steps, we should find out the answers to the questions I just mentioned, you know, making sure there won't be safety issues and the best route of delivery. And further on, how can combination schedules and doses be optimized to achieve maximum anti-tumor efficacy? What is the balance of antiviral versus anti-tumor immunity? The answers to these questions will become the future of oncolytic virotherapy. We are now in the era of personalized medicine, so oncolytic virotherapies may be tailored to each patient's tumor expression profiles or immune signatures. We need to thoroughly understand the mechanisms of action, and to identify biomarkers of response and also resistance. These efforts require relevant models, here I'm talking about lab animal models and with primary samples, that yield clinically translatable results. To achieve these, there are many challenges ahead, associated with clinical implementation of virotherapy studies. I will just list a few here, like vector production, clinical protocol design, regulatory questions, pharmacology, and toxicology studies. I think we've discussed a lot today about the oncolytic virotherapy, the virus vectors, how to improve its efficacy and its future. Anything else you want to add? We are lucky to be at these exciting times, working on oncolytic virotherapy at the intersection of virology, cancer biology, immunology, and clinical oncology. I'm hopeful about the results of ongoing studies, and in the not-too-distant future, we should see widespread applications of oncolytic virotherapy for cancer patients. Thank you very much for your time today, and we're really happy to have you talk about oncolytic virotherapy. And thanks to everyone for tuning in.